welcome to RCA Radio, a podcast where we cover the latest news and challenges in regulatory, compliance, and quality assurance facing the life science industries. I'm your host, Brandon Miller. In this episode of RCA Radio, we'll be going over how we helped an international company do a gap analysis based on multiple FDA investigations. Today, I'm joined by Stephen Lin, who is RCA's Executive VP of Pharmaceuticals. Welcome, Steve. Brendan, how are you? I'm pretty good. I can't complain. It's a Friday and I'm looking forward to the weekend. Same here. <laughs> it's great to have you back. Um, so let's just dive right into this warning letter remediation project you were a part of. Obviously, we can't share the company's name because of our NDAs in place. But can you tell me a little bit about the company, like what region they're in, size, the type of product they produce? Sure. I mean, the client is in the, the Asia region of the world. They have multiple sites uh, in global positions around the world, not just in Asia. Uh, but they have one site that had a warning letter. Uh, warning letter was issued before the pandemic. Uh, the warning letter essentially covered multiple different areas. So one of them was data integrity issues. Another was out of specification investigations. <laughs> And also, uh, and uh, basically, overall uh, lapses in their overall quality control unit or their quality unit. So there's multiple big pro- problems they have been tackling since the warning letter was issued a couple of years ago. And now they have remediated a lot of the work, as most companies do after they get a warning letter. Uh, and they brought us in basically because they had some local consultants and they wanted to have another consulting company come in and do an assessment of their remediation to date. Um, and they go into that part of that gap assessment you mentioned, and then go into if there's any kind of improvement or kind of like, you know, continual improvement phase, which is actually what we're in right now on site. Okay. So it sounds like this client had a, uh, a decent amount of challenges before they reached out and contacted us. What was our approach to the gap assessment? Yeah. So besides, you know, reviewing the warning letter, um, we had you know, talked to the various subject matter experts that were applicable to actually remediate the warning letter along, of course, with their executive leadership, not only at the corporate level, but at the site level as well. As you like, I remember as a multi, multi-site kind of corporation. Uh, so we wanted to make sure the corporate quality and operational people were involved as well as the site level, which they already were, which was a good sign because you always want to have the uh, executive leadership buy-in and support, especially in these type of uh, remediation situations. So we came in and basically after kind of getting an overview of what the company had done, what they were presented with, and what they were continuing to do or what had what they had not finished yet, um, we basically did a, basically a, a gap assessment. So not only looking at the warning letter situation, but looking at also looking across all the different, uh, all the six systems that the, you know, the FDA typically looks at, the quality system, uh, production process controls, materials management, uh, on and on down the line. And then we, between the two of those, we, uh, we came up with a gap assessment report. That report actually uh, was done by a team of about five people. And since we are still dealing with the pandemic, this was actually done remotely over a period of uh, a couple weeks yeah, back in the uh, early summer this year. Now we are actually uh, having a team of people on site in Asia who are working with the company, not only on continual improvement, but they started out with an actual on-site audit 
a true audit, almost like a pre pre or a mock FDA inspection slash audit, whatever you want to call it, where they uh, did the same thing again, looking at, you know, again, taking the, taking the warning letter issues, the remediatory actions they've done, the remote gap assessment they worked on, and now looking at what they you know, found during that remote audit, acting like they were investigating. And part of that audit on site is also inspection, uh, preparation, and management. So how are the how is the site doing presenting documents? Basically, what do you mean by that is timing-wise, or the auditor or the investigator in FDA's case asks for the document or record or whatever it may be, how quickly can they get that to them? Also, at the same time, when it's presented, are they given exactly what the FDA wants or the auditor wants, or are they not fulfilling that request? Um, Stuff like that. So those are some of those nuances you look at, those type of situations, so you can get better, of course. So we did a lot of that. Now they're on site a couple of weeks in in Asia and they are uh, working on improving things and working side by side with the site people, not only the leadership team, but the actual line staff and the people doing the work. So for example, I mentioned that they had some problems with investigations, um, uh, specific to out of specification investigations in the laboratory, but also investigations in general. They had some other general issues around that. So uh, we are working with them side by side, actually going through investigations, not complete investigation, third party oversight, but it's one of those situations where we're working side by side with them, doing the investigation with them, kind of coaching, training, mentoring. In that same thread, we're also doing some formal investigation training for the site and the site leadership team. And I believe they're actually some of their other corporate sites are going to be involved in that training as well, just to, so they can all hit it at once. So we're doing a lot of work. Um, again, data integrity stuff. The site had done a tremendous amount of implementation of automation, automated controls. They had uh, uncontrolled records in some places and so forth. I don't, you know, no intentional, they would call it intentional data integrity issues. It was basically, you know, a lot of the, I call it the unintentional, which data integrity and probably 90% of data integrity issues are unintentional and about 10% are the intentional kind of the fraud and uh, manipulation and so forth. Unfortunately, that 10% makes headlines in the, across the, our industry and outside of our industry. So, but for the, you know, the majority that 90% or so is usually the unintentional, which they had there. So they put a lot of automated controls in place, whether it be um, electronic logbooks, electronic back records, so forth. So part of our off-site and now on-site inspection is looking at computer computer system controls, computer system validation, and so forth, seeing how they're using it, how they're maintaining it, and so forth. So it sounds like there's still a lot of work to be done, and I think that means that we're going to have to do a part two to this podcast here to go over what the final result was once we were fun- finished working with this client. Do you have any final thoughts or any advice you can give our listeners on to how to handle an FDA investigation? Before I get to the FDA investigation, some of the other kind of key things that we found coming into it. um, So first off, again, I mentioned executive leadership at the corporate level and at the site level, buy-in support and engagement. was one thing we noticed was there pretty early on 
they uh, also had some uh, leadership change at the corporate level uh, where the new person came in actually had worked with us in the past and wanted to get a fresh set of eyes based on, you know, what, what he was seeing, call it a gut check or reality check, whatever you want to call it. So that was one thing. So that corporate engagement and kind of the fresh eyes perspective would, uh, is oftentimes really good in these type of situations. Because uh, when you're looking at the same thing over and over again, sometimes you get blind to the what's in front of you. Um, I do it, you do it. It's just human nature. Um, as for the FDA inspections, purpose of FDA inspections, I mean, it helps to be prepared. And I, I'm of the opinion based on, you know, working at the FDA and then working with company, working at a couple of different companies, um, you're kind of managing their inspection readiness and management programs. Yeah, want to be 100% inspection ready at all the time. Even, you know, domestically in the United States, that, that's, a, that's a given because the FDA can show up unannounced. Now, they're not doing that in the pandemic right now. They're given some prior notice. In normal times, they can show up unannounced at any time, even in the middle of the night. If you have, as long as you have people working at your site or wherever it may be, at whatever hour they can show up at that time. But also, it helps to be 100% inspection ready anytime, anywhere in the world, whether it be FDA or any other health authority. And what that means is having a good, robust quality system. Again, like this client we were just talking about, oftentimes it helps. Uh, whether it be internally or having a consultant company like ourselves come in and give you kind of a uh, independent, unvarnished look at how things are going um, under in the uh, in the guise of an audit, whether it be a gap assessment over your entire quality system, or some companies have you know sneaking suspicion that some kind of one of the systems like production might have an issue somewhere or packaging or somewhere in the lab, you can do specific kind of audits just in that, in that specific area. So whatever it is, it, it helps to be prepared, helps to know what's in front of you. Now, of course, within your quality system, if it is truly robust and functioning as it should, you should have those you know, kind of indicators already. But sometimes, as oftentimes happens in this industry and others, and you just you want to have that unvarnished kind of independent third party look where someone else comes in, looks at things, takes kind of an assessment and gives you, you know, a pretty good you know, portrayal of what's going on. And that helps you to correct, improve and maintain and maintain that state of control that the FDA and other health authorities expect you to have. So prior planning precludes poor performance. <laughs> Thank you for that great advice. And I'm excited being able to sit down with you once we finish working with this client to see where they where they finally ended and see how much we did do for this client. And I want to thank our listeners as well for taking the time to listen to this episode of RCA Radio. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when we upload the next episode of RCA Radio. Thanks again and have a great day.